0: Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music i'm your host anthony and don't be confused by the number of people at the beach last weekend there's still very much a deadly virus out there so we're broadcasting live from our bubble boy hyperbaric chambers with a shot sized pairing to make your apocalypse go down smoother we're also joined by fan favorite former guest liz brownstein with a quarantine cocktail recipe to add to your repertoire stick around to the end of the show to hear her words of wisdom of course we know that drinking alone is a sad business even in polly shore's biodome So I invited a couple of friends to sit down with me, and they are
1: Ryan, your
2: music connoisseur and Pedro, your mixologist.
0: Well, thank you for joining me, guys. Uh, So much has happened this week that I think I need a little help over at the news desk. Pedro, can you tell me what's been happening in the world of music since we last checked in?
2: I sure can. Uh, Lauren Ashton, better known by his DJ name Bass Nectar, has been accused by several women of sexual misconduct. Uh, An Instagram account with the handle Evidence Against Base Nectar began posting evidence of this misconduct in the form of email and direct message screenshots, claimed to be from the DJ himself. Uh, The account has amassed over 14,000 followers and also includes articles, personal stories, and even audio recordings. In response to the accusations, Ashton has denied them completely, describing them as, quote, rumors, and he has apologized for any um, pain he may have caused. He has also tweeted that he is stepping back from his career and handing off his nonprofit organization, Be Interactive, to continue without his involvement. Uh, in another tweet, he said he is, quote, proud to be an ally of women and stand in solidarity with victims. His colleagues have begun to speak out as well, including Leah Holland, who is executive director of Be Interactive, who said, as a survivor of child abuse, she stands with fellow survivors and will be resigning as executive director. Musician Mimi Page has also come forward, saying that she was devastated by the news and she sends her love and support to those women who have come forward. She collaborated with with Bass Nectar on a track called Butterfly and promised to make a longer statement at some point. At time of recording, she has yet to make that statement. Um, So with that, I'm going to hand it off to Ryan for some more news.
1: Thanks, Pedro. Um, On a more uplifting note for some of us, um, Beavis and Butthead are retuning with new episodes. Mike Judge is resurrecting his beloved uh, Gen X cartoon as part of a new deal with Comedy Central. And in addition to two new seasons of Beavis and Butthead, the deal calls for spin-offs and specials. Chris McCarthy, the head of Viacom CBS, said in a statement, Beavis and Butthead were a defining voice of a generation, and we can't wait as they navigate the treacherous waters of a world light years from their own. In his own statement, Mike Judge joked, It seemed like the time was right to get stupid again. <laughs> um, many are excited about this show's return as uh, from a music perspective since they, in some ways, are a generation's foremost music critics, providing lots of fun commentary on various music videos throughout the 90s. So we're excited to see how, uh, how they bring the boys back.
0: Bringing up the rear, if you thought the race for the U.S. presidency couldn't get crazier, boy, do I have some news for you. On Independence Day, Kanye West tweeted that he's running for president, coming mere days after his song, Wash Me in the Blood, featuring Travis Scott. This is not the first time the rapper has declared an interest in taking over the Oval Office. At the 2015 MTV Video Music Awards, he announced, quote, I have decided in 2020 to run for president. Well, it's 2020 now, and we were duly warned. Reactions to Ye's announcement have been decidedly mixed his wife, Kim Kardashian, retweeted the statement with an American flag emoji and fellow billionaire Elon Musk commented in response, quote, you have my full support. On the other end of the spectrum, actors like Tiffany Haddish have openly mocked him, while Band of Ghosts singer Eric Balfour was even less amused. He tweeted, quote, do you guys think this is all a joke that potentially pulling votes away from the only nominee who can defeat Donald Trump is cute or funny This is the height of privilege. Ultimately, it won't hurt you. You're wealthy enough to survive four more years of Trump. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift stands have come out of the woodwork to call for her own presidential run in the midst of Kanye's announcement. We'll check in on this story as it develops. But honestly, anything could happen in 2020 and we wouldn't be the least bit surprised. And with all that out of the way, let's start the show. Ryan, what do you have on deck for us to listen to today?
1: We are listening to the latest single from alt-pop singer-songwriter Dominic Fike called Chicken Tenders, a hooky R&B-infused pop number about escaping enjoying a life of luxury with your partner. The video features a room almost identical to the Black Lodge, a nod to David Lynch's Twin Peaks, so it's safe to say this is, for me personally, um, an ideal song and an ideal fantasy. Staying home and watching Twin Peaks in bed with Chicken Tenders uh, is pretty much the ideal deal picture for me.
0: Honestly, for me too, that looks a lot like my quarantine right now. <laughs> but I need something to wash that down with. Pedro, do you have something for me to sip on? I do. Um, I'll be completely honest. This shot started out as a total joke.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a thought in my head, and I was like, that would be really funny. Um, it was kind of inspired, I mean, obviously by the song itself, Chicken Tenders, um, and also a little bit by the... uh. We, we posted on our Instagram that Anthony would drink this thing called a beef fizz (laughs) using like, what was it? Whiskey and like beef broth or something.
0: And that's still on the table. If you guys listen to our Leon Bridges episode and get us up to at least 50 plays, I will drink this shot. Yeah. Line that up next.
2: Still doing it. Um, but anyway, it was kind of inspired by that and obviously the song. And I was like, what if I put chicken broth in a shot glass with something? Um, Again, it started as a total joke. And then I started thinking about it a little more. (laughs) And so I took chicken broth, um, one part of chicken broth, and then one part of uh, honey whiskey. In this case, uh, the Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Whiskey. And so it's just equal parts those two ingredients. It's very simple. And I tried it, and I was not expecting it to taste good. But... (laughs) It did. It really did. Like, I, like when I thought it, when I thought of it, I was like, "This is really funny. This could be like a challenge you make someone do." But honestly, it is such a mellow shot. the The savoriness of the chicken broth with the sweetness of the of the honey jack is it's a pretty insane combination, and they balance each other out in the perfect ways. You get this mm. sweetness from the Tennessee from the Tennessee honey, but it's not you you don't you don't feel like you're you're being attacked by the whiskey which is always nice and it's it's perfectly balanced with the savoriness that kind of stays on your mouth a little bit from the chicken broth and it is the perfect shot for sipping I'll be honest it's warm it's super mellow and I think that complements this song perfectly and I'm calling it a chicken tender obviously
0: <laughs> Now yeah. I think I have honey whiskey on my bar cart but I don't have chicken broth. I have vegetable broth. Would you recommend that I try that? I actually would. If you're,
2: if you know, if you, if you don't, if you're vegan, you don't want to do anything meat based, try vegetable broth. If it's, I feel like if the vegetable broth is, is properly seasoned, um, it could totally work.
0: Like the the,
2: the balance is pretty ridiculous. Like you, you just have to try it.
0: I think I know exactly what I'm going to do when I get off this, uh, this pod with you guys going (laughs) to I'm going to make not just one but but a few because uh, (laughs) I have a lot of chicken tenders I need to wash down perfect but yeah uh, let's get down to business cheers gentlemen cheers cheers well here we are week three of Century Club and honestly it seems like things are not slowing down in fact if you look at a graph of New cases of COVID nineteen, uh, America in particular is going up. We flattened the curve somewhat, and now things are back to um, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say normal because saying that rising cases is normal is a little bit uh, scary but that is in in fact our normal and i think we just need to get used to this being the way we live our lives for a while we're um, back to
2: square one
0: yes it it is early march again and everything is changing but now i think we've kind of settled into a rhythm and you know recovery isn't linear and getting used to quarantine is not linear and I look at a song like Chicken Tenders that kind of basks in the banal. Like he's just laying in bed and he's got white wings on his pillows and it's just cold leftover room service with someone he loves. And I think, well, yeah, that's, that's the best I can hope for right now. Mm-hmm. What have you guys been doing to like get that sense of normalcy in your quarantines?
2: Personally, I've just been trying to, like, stay creative, um, trying to find things to do that that I've always enjoyed doing, but maybe I didn't have the time to do before. Um, so that's really helped. And also, like, just if there's a day where I don't feel like doing anything, just sort of letting that happen, like, there's days where I just stay in bed and not do jack shit and... I mean, it's kind of okay, I guess. (laughs) Like, what else is there to do? Um, And also, like, I only... Like, I had not left the apartment until recently. My brother has a place out in the middle of nowhere with no people and a guest house with nobody in it. And so I decided to just sort of change up my scenery a little bit and get some fresh air and spend some time out here. And it's been... That's been really nice. Um, I don't know. It's... But... I think right now it is all about finding like the small things that bring you joy. Um which I think this you're like you said, the song is definitely about. It's just those little things that you can that you can truly be present for because you've got nowhere else to be.
1: I also wanna just point out the line that Dominic Fike has on his website and is in the video for this song, which is if you can't get out of it, get into it. Mm-hmm. Which seems kinda of like approach that our government has taken for dealing with this pandemic, where oh it's my. almost like they've surrendered to like herd immunity almost, like, well, we can't really fight this, so let's just let it happen. Everyone just keep hugging, and hopefully this thing goes away. Um, just
0: sneeze on each other and breathe into each other's mouths.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Share everything.
0: I just i I don't know how political we want to get on our music podcast, but uh, I was thinking about what President Trump was saying the other day about how he wanted to slow down testing because then there would quote be fewer cases, and like on the surface level, I'm like, yeah, I understand your logic, but you're not actually helping anybody yeah um, <laughs> the cases exist whether or not you want to look at them right, and I think like. There's a difference between getting into it the way Dominic Fike means where it's just like okay I've accepted that this is normal and getting into it just being like well there's nothing I nothing that we can do about it so let's ignore it. Um what do you guys think is is there a distinction there or is it all in my head?
1: There's definitely a uh, distinction between uh yeah, between accepting it and ignoring it and I think who knows exactly what Dominic Fike is commenting on per se it could mean a lot of things but i think um i sort of hear it as accepting it accepting kind of the sacrifices we're going to have to make to get through this versus just ignoring it which it seems like um some people seem to be doing to negative effects
2: (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah i think there's some people who accept it to the point of like well if it happens it happens, like to anybody and I've literally seen people write things like, well, uh, what is it? Uh, survival of the fittest and shit like that. Oh my. But, but I don't think it's, it's not about accepting it in that, like, well, screw it. I'm not going to do anything to help me or anyone around me. It's more accepting it, accepting that it's happening, that there are things you can do to help and doing those things. But then also accepting that this whole virus thing is so out of control that like, you you have to just accept it and do what you can like uh, Mm. um it's i think that's sort of like the hardest part that a lot of people deal with right and that's why we see protests because they have no control over anything happening right now um so things like wearing a mask become because that's the one thing that they choose whether to put it on or not so that's the one thing they have control over so it's the one thing that they will fight against right um right but the fact is that there's a virus out there you can't you can do you can do plenty to help prevent it from spreading, but you know if things are shutting down and it's getting worse. And you can't and you kind of just have to accept that that's happening, and you have to accept your role in helping prevent the spread of it.
0: Yeah, and I think that there's a little bit of nuance here that no one wants to talk about, and it's something I've been turning over in my head for a few weeks now. Um, that isolation first of all, is the best way we combat this. Like, there's still, the the jury is still out on all of these antiviral treatments and who knows if, when we're going to get a vaccine. But at the same time, we are doing remarkably little for the people who are struggling with mental health. And this is
1: uh,
0: a little personal, but like getting on the phone with a psychiatrist just to like help manage these feelings of depression have become... It's become almost impossible, like, Mm -hmm. even with your best effort. And I think, like, nobody wants to admit that there is kind of a blurry line between just shutting down and just going out and pretending it's not happening. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to take precautions, but also, like, why are we yelling at people for trying to find a sense of normal if that means going to the beach once? or going out of town for a couple of days, even if they are taking precautions and not seeing anybody else. But I don't know. That's kind of like uh beside the point of what Fike is trying to say here. It was just something that <laughs> I've been thinking about personally. Sure.
2: It's a it's a valid point for sure. Um mm-hmm. it's 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 but it's another one of those things where everything's sort of out of control. So people are just angry and panicky. Um and it's like a lot of people are dealing with it in so many different ways or having a hard time dealing with it in so many different ways. So it's, it's pretty messed up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we can leave all of these existential ponderings behind us, like let's talk just a little bit about Dominic Fike himself. Cause mm-hmm. this guy, he's a young artist. He's doing what we love on this show, which is blending different genres and sensibilities. He's a young mm-hmm. dude from Florida. He, comes from a black and a Filipino background and he mixes kind of like these beachy Jack Johnson vibes with hip hop and R and B. And, uh, I, I was watching, he did a, uh, an interview this week with, uh, Kevin Abstract of Brockhampton, where he was talking about like his background in music and like how he came to success. And it seems like there is a lot going on there that we've already been talking about how his, uh, he he did a stint in jail for, um, violating house arrest. Uh, and like he brings a lot of that perspective into his music, if not overtly in like the way that he creates it. For instance, um, he was in his cell and he realized that the dripping of the water in the sink had a very distinct tone. So he called his producer on the phone and was like, what key is this in? He's like, this is in C key. And so he was (laughs) able to do the C major scale and figure out how to write music from that. And a lot of what we are going to see on this upcoming album is from that. And I think that's kind of amazing that people nowadays are able to pull and be that resourceful. And it kind of... It's it's a little ironic to me that that kind of uh manifests in a very laid back song like chicken tenders. So what do you guys think about that? Like what do you think about uh what we're seeing from young artists like Fike right now? I mean, I know we've talked about that with Billie Eilish before, but um like what's for you guys like the bigger picture of what music is looking like now?
1: Just uh it seems like no no genres at all taking influences from anywhere and everything um it seems like that's sort of just becoming expected almost to not fit into a particular genre to be all pop in some way and to be to really feel absolutely no restrictions in terms of where you're taking your inspiration from um hmm. which i feel like is why i think there's a trend and especially with like playlisting moving away from uh genres like rock or, or pop or R&B, it's going to be just sort of vague abstract moods or adjectives mm-hmm. like um, lorem. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that playlist, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just sort of like, what does that mean? But it's, it's more about it's artists who are kind of pulling from all over the place who you can't really put into one box, who are sort of left of center, but also pop, but mostly defined by not not having any boundaries. And so, um, yeah, I think it's inspiring. I think it's something you like to see. From it's, to me, it's a positive trend for younger artists like this. And if this is becoming the norm, it's uh, in some ways overwhelming, but also an exciting an exciting thing.
2: Absolutely, it's almost like these artists have stopped uh, judging themselves at all, and they just sort of they'll 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 just do. Anything they feel like anything that moves them, they'll take they'll take that inspiration, just go with it, and it doesn't matter um, doesn't matter what it is. Uh, And that's I I feel like when you're creating something, you got to do it with without judging yourself for it. You just have to create and keep creating, and so it's sort of like they're 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 freeing themselves up to just be be the best creative people that they can be, and that's pretty awesome. And, I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Ryan. It's a, it's a great trend, and I hope it continues. It's also funny, Anthony, that you mentioned, like, the Jack Johnson thing. This is totally like a, a banana pancakes for a new age. hmm <laughs> exactly. Really, that's really funny um, that you said that. Uh, but, yeah, I and I think it, it, you're right, Ryan. It's totally inspiring, especially since with everything going on, so many people are just sort of stuck in their houses. This guy was stuck in a cell, and he still found some small bit of beauty to just inspire him and move him and keep him busy. Um, and that's like, I mean, that's the ideal, right? To just be able to do that. Um, it's hard for for most people, but still, it's it's pretty inspiring.
1: Hearing that story about the water drops makes me wonder if we're going to hear kind of more ambient sound experiments from him coming up, you know? If we're going to hear maybe some more Philip Glass-esque stuff. So um, that'd be interesting, but we shall see. This is just a taste of, uh, of the forthcoming album. So I think it's safe to say we're all looking forward to it.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And we're coming up to the end, but I just wanted to bring us back really quick to what Ryan was saying about playlisting. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull back the curtain really quick and tell you about what goes on under the hood at Atwood magazine. We had a a zoom call recently where we were talking specifically about how do we diversify the type of music that we cover in the magazine and one thing that was said that i that you know i wrote down i'm like that's a really good idea is that a lot of people in order to start listening to and curating like different sounds in their own taste uh you don't follow genre playlists or you don't follow mood playlists you follow playlists by your favorite artist like like, mm. for instance, Ezra Koenig has a playlist that he constantly updates of, like, the music that he's listening to. And it's, you'd be surprised what these artists listen to, like, on their own time. And the fact that we are, we've are we become so uh, communal with our consumption of music, I think, is playing directly into these Gen Z artists who, like we said, you know, at the beginning of the year. uh. Don't put themselves in boxes and gather, uh, gather their inspiration from everywhere. So that's just something to think about. Find your favorite artist's Spotify account and listen to what they're listening to. Do it. All right. So we're coming up on the end, guys. We're still in Century Club. So unfortunately, Mrs. Potts is still gathering dust, but uh, no, she's out she'll there, a- man.
1: She's dating. She's courting. She's dating? dating?
2: Yeah, she's wow. in Florida. She's in Florida. She's getting it, man.
0: Wow, I hope it? she doesn't come back with that brain-eating amoeba that they just discovered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I mean but she's bef- she's getting out more than I am. I'm mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a little jealous, have to say. She's out yeah, in ceramic- the ceramic Boca Vista <laughs> retirement community. <laughs>
2: <laughs> apparently ceramic can't contract covid so she's got a free
1: pass so jealous she's living
0: her best life mm-hmm. but before uh, before we sign off do you guys have any final thoughts
2: i really hope that you know we're moving into a genreless time where on a first date someone won't ask you what kind of music you like
1: listening to because that would just be a ridiculous question yes hopefully the genreless era arrives when the genderless era arrives. Hmm.
0: That is a really great (laughs) soundbite. Uh, I think my final thought is this quote from a post that Dominic Fike made that I couldn't really find a way to fit this into our discussion elsewhere, but I just want to read what he had to say because I think it, uh, ties directly into, um, what we've been saying about, uh, the protests and black lives matter and um his own personal experience with law enforcement as a person of color he wrote my life has felt cursed since i was a little kid i've watched police the supposed good guys beat my mom and take her away i've had my brothers taken away aunts uncles shit my dad just got 20 it's like they had a problem with my family i've since realized the curse is the system we live in is designed for us to lose again and again so let's not forget that even as we're consuming laid back music that there is still a movement going on and there are still things outside of our quarantine bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And before we sign off, we have a special guest for you. You know her from our deep dives into breakups and Valentine's Day. She's a former bartender who works in the alcohol industry and has a knack for original craft cocktails that blow even Pedro's mind. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please join me in toasting Liz Brownstein. Cheers! 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 Hi,
2: Tunes and Tumblers. It's Liz Brownstein,
3: two-time guest bartender and friend of the pod. This quarantine has been pretty bizarre if you ask me, so I decided to break up the monotony and seek out some comfort by quarantining with family up in San Francisco. Now, being up in the Bay Area gave me access to some pretty fun new ingredients for cocktails, but the more that I experimented, the more I realized that sometimes the classics are really what you're looking for. So with everybody mixing and drinking at home, I wanna share a really versatile formula that I've started calling the COVID-211. It's super simple and is built of two parts of any spirit with one part of any sweet and one part of anything sour. This recipe can be used for either shots or drinks. I personally like to use any fresh fruit that I may have on hand and muddle it in, uh, anything from berries to watermelon or even some oranges. I use any of these muddled fruits for the sweet component and I uh, squeeze in some fresh lemon or lime for the sour component. The base can be spiced up with muddled jalapenos, can be thickened up with some egg whites, or even given a really cool herbaceous quality by adding in some mint, basil, or rosemary. I personally love a COVID-211 with two parts Tito's vodka, one part fresh lemon juice, and one part fresh muddled watermelon. It's my perfect summer drink, and I love sipping it while laughing along to either Todrick Hall's super, super applicable Quarantine Queen album, or even just while relaxing and listening to some James Bay on Spotify. I hope you enjoy. Cheers.